just a little piece for uh, whenever you're recording this, Mr. Raider. <laughs> Mr. Raider, gone to fill on up whiskey. Oh, he's back. Ooh. I gotta stop singing now. <laughs> I don't know. Greg and GR got a little it. Easter egg for when you're editing. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got here? <laughs> Welcome to episode two of Pal World Podcast, your number one source for all things Pal World. I am Aid Raider alongside my co-host Sweaty Spooks. Here we discuss gameplay, strategies, news, and updates. And in today's episode, we will be talking about what we've been doing in Pal World. Of course, we got to catch up over a week of lots of playing Pal World and lots of fun. Then we're going to dive into who is Pocket Pair, the developer of Pal World. So a lot of good information in that one. I mean, I'm really enjoying the research you did, bro. Uh, also, how did Power World come to be? Then, of course, we'll update you with some of the patch notes that's come out recently since our last episode. We got a question for you guys. And then, as always, we will end it with the featured pal of the week, which is Cativa. Yay, Cativa. And of course, we'll do our plugs at the end and whatnot. So with that being said, I'm so curious to hear what you're about to talk about. <laughs> so Tamers, sit back, relax, as we dive in to the world of PALS. All right, kings, queens, and monarchs in between, welcome. Episode 2, the PAL World Podcast. And we're pretty excited. Um, but first, why don't we catch up with each other? Mr. Raider, how has your week been? A week has been busy with work, as always, but I have been enjoying Power World. I actually have done, I think, maybe three days in a row streaming on Twitch with it and nice. having a blast. Having an absolute blast. Like, I finally did some crossbreeding, which was fun. Um, I did my Jormtide Ignis with my Bushi, because if mm. you think about it, like, we got a dragon and then we got a samurai-like pal. And I was like, I just want to know what's going to come of these two, you know, <laughs> what's going to make it. And I, they laid three eggs for me. And then I stopped the cake production and, you know, put them back in their pal box. They, they needed some rest after that much breeding um, yeah. and maybe a couple of cigarettes. I don't know. But I ended up getting the Wumbo Botan and hmm. I'm pretty excited about that one. It's uh, it's it's a it's a it, so they it's weird because they were two fire type uh, pals, but they laid a huge verdant egg, which mm. had me like kind of scratch my chin like verdant egg. I, I thought for sure it'd be a fire or dragon type egg, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I got the Wombo Boton and then apparently these Wombo Botons are uh, one of the best pals to increase your uh, your carry weight. So okay. I didn't. I didn't really look at that because I just found out about that today. Um, oh, I was on break at work and I was like, let me look at more into this guy. Um, and they're also, I believe it was level three in transporting. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's that's the best transporter I got so far at a level three. Um, but yeah, they're they're big old green bear like kind of stature. Uh, yeah, really cool though. But yeah, that I did that and working on redesigning the the new base that I built and uh, trying to just get everything optimized. You know, everything running as efficiently as possible, but also giving it that good decorative look. You know, I, I want it to be inf like very efficient, but also very beautiful to the eyes. I seen that bar. <laughs> yeah, the bar is nice. I got a rug down now too. Looks it's nice. Looks nice. It's it's nothing on Wad. Wad has a beautiful base. I don't know if you've seen his lately. I mean, he gave me a little mm. a little update yesterday. And he's he's going all out, and that's that artistic side. I mean, he is an, an artist, so it totally yep. makes sense. But what about you? How's your week been? Well, it's been a a good week. Um, over the weekend, I mean, not the weekend we're entering, but the previous, um, kind of got snowed in, which, in one hand, was nice and really crappy on the other. Uh, the nice part was I got an extended weekend. I got Monday off and I couldn't get out of my house on Tuesday because none of the streets were plowed to get to the main road. Uh, so I went a little overboard with playing Power World, but I wasn't a lone raider. Um, so since upgrading to a new PC, I have given my old one to my wife. 
and she's been wanting to play this game so bad, and I can't recall a time in the entire time that we've been together that we've ever gamed together because we've we've always just had different tastes in games. Like she's always been Roller Coaster Tycoon and you know Sims, and I'm like Destiny Two, Call of Duty. Um, so it's kind of nice that this game come out because she really liked it. You know, we're both Pokemon fans. Um, and this kind of had the best of both worlds and meeting in the middle, right? Yeah. So she got that and she installed it. And, um, well, <laughs> I'm probably not as far as everybody else because my time has been split between destiny, between content creation, between working a full-time job, between being dad and helping my wife and her own base. Cause she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, so I'm a little bit more behind than everybody else, but that's okay because it's quality time with my wife, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that, man. Like that's gotta be so much fun. And that means you, you had to start over at a new world or did she just join your world or how did, how did that work? Yeah. So she created her own world and I started over in her world, uh, which honestly wasn't that big of a deal. It's not like I was that much further ahead. Uh, it was just a little bit you know, slowing down my own server, but that's okay. Cause it's, you know, like I said, hanging out with the wife, there's nothing cooler than gaming with your wife, bro. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Me and my wife played overcooked for the first time a couple weekends ago mm. and we had a blast. Like my, my son and his girlfriend were playing it and they were like, Hey, you guys need to try this. Come play, play. And you know, you have to be cooperative when you cook things and overcooked and yeah, yeah. things were blowing up. Stuff was on fire. We didn't do very well, but we were laughing and joking and having a great time. Nice. I did manage to at least get uh, my second base and turn that second base into the breeding ranch, if you will. Uh, managed to get dig toys, uh, Anubis, a couple of the good working pals, if you will. Um, uh, probably level 26 right now, I think I am. So, I mean, you know, I'm up there. I'm just not exactly, yeah. you know, way up there yet with you guys. But that's okay. I mean, I kind of enjoy that there's so much left to explore in the game. Um, and there's so much left to discover and I'm not rushing through it like I would with any other game. I'm kind of liking that aspect if I'm being honest. Um, now, of course, whenever I'm playing with my wife, typical here, <laughs> I'm the laborer, she's the cook and the material gatherer. So she gets the wood, I build the house. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works Little that way in real life. Playing. You know, it's, it's fun. <laughs> I like it. No, it's good. And then uh, she's like, well, I need to go here. Where's the small settlement? And I'm like, well, I've been there already. Can you not see it on your map? And she's like, no. Mm. So I had to take her there. And um, she <laughs> she gets scared whenever anything chases her. So I'm like, okay, just <laughs> chill. Like, I'll kill it. It's fine. <laughs> so she's on for a more casual experience. But eh, it's all good. It's lot. It's all good. So that's actually interesting. So you're whatever you've uncovered it in another world, it transfers over so you can see what you've seen negative or is it? Oh, but it's blacked out. It's still blacked out. So I could be on her server, made my own character. I could go uh, adventuring, if you will, but she can't see on the map the places that I've adventured or the uh, fast travel points that I've unlocked. Um, so I have to like manually drag her to all of the places that I've been to in order for it to unlock on her map. Right, but for your map, since you started a new character, was it opened up or was it all blacked out? It was That's all blacked was out. Oh, okay, yeah. but you you just know the general, like, oh, yeah, it's about over here. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I got you, got you, got you. I, I still have my own cool. server, but yeah, it's because, like, it's her server, so it's a completely separate server, right? So it would yeah. be like starting over in a new world type of thing, but yeah. That's that's awesome. That's so fun. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, you're not that far behind at all, like... I'm. I think I'm right there with you. I think we're about the same level. I. I think I'm 26, maybe 27. I think I might have hit 27 before I before I shut off the stream yesterday. So right. we're at the we're at the same level, man. And like it's because I sit there and I, I'm not focusing on leveling. I'm focusing on like I said, <laughs> my base efficiency and making it look pretty, and then trying these breeding combinations and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm I'm right there with you when it's like I don't. I have no reason to speed rush through the levels of this game because, I mean, there's still so much on my technology tree that I haven't even unlocked. And I, I want to unlock it and check it out. What does it do uh, during my stream yesterday? Speaking of which, um, so, you know, how you have some of the decorative uh, storage type items oh, yeah. in, the, in the storage menu. Well, one, one of the viewers, I don't remember who it was. I'm sorry. It might have been Ranger, um, but didn't realize it thought, thought that they were purely decorative. 
you know, right. but you can actually use them as storage. Now, some of them, they look pretty cool, but you know, you're only getting two slots out of it. You know, it's not much, but it's something. So uh, yeah, I, I even put up some plants. I got some plants going now, <laughs> some greenery, bringing the vibe, vibe into it. So yeah, man, it's just so much fun to, to sit there and I, bro, I'll be sitting there and just looking at this empty room and like, just the thinking like what is if i put something like this and then if i do that then uh is my pal gonna be able to fit in there through this door maybe i shouldn't put a door maybe i should just leave it open you know like it's it's fun it's fun just thinking and trying to come up with the best design possible i've been starting to have fun with the guns um musket a1 absolute favorite i just love how much damage it puts out um, and I managed to get the very first handgun that you can get and i was like let's go hand cannons <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I managed to find a few different areas or resources to get sulfur, uh, which is a component that you need in order to make gunpowder, of course, to make bullets to use with your gun, right? I mean, worst case scenario, you could always go raiding the the syndicate thugs or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, but eh, it's always a lot more fun to craft your own, right? Because then you can just have like 400 on deck at all times. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's cool. I haven't, so I, I have the musket and that's what I use. And it does. It's hard hitting. It's a long ass reload. But what I like about that is that I could be on the back of one of my pals, you know, whether it's the Van Worm or the Dire Howl. Those are my my main ones right now that I use uh, when I'm maneuvering, whether it's on ground or air. But uh, I yeah. can attack with that while he's reloading the musket, you know, while my character's reloading the musket. So it's like you can kind of keep that consistent DPS with that burst DPS coming from that musket. I haven't so I got it unlocked, but I haven't crafted it yet. Is that that handgun? How, right. how does that feel? Does it feel pretty good? I like it. And now it can only hold six bullets at a time, but I mean, it shoots and reloads relatively quickly. So I actually use both guns. I'll use the musket to shoot like some hard hitting DPS and swap over to the handgun uh, just afterwards. Now, of course, at that point, I'm going to be throwing at the pal once I need to reload both weapons. And just kind of rinse and repeat the cycle. I mean, sure, I could probably ride my Van, van Worm uh, and reload up in the air while he's doing attacks and stuff. But eh, I just discovered that there's an update put out. And we can now button map our uh, side buttons on our, our mouse, um, which is really good for me. Because that's always been like my dodge and my melee attacks and stuff like that mm-hmm. in other games. So having to rely on the keyboard for like crouching or sliding or dodging, it it just like all my movement goes to my mouse. So it just it it felt better. (laughs) Yeah, I I haven't done the button mapping yet for it, but I remember you telling me about that. And I I remember seeing it uh, out there in the wild. um, And I got to do that because, yeah, I feel you. And like I I can right now I got Q and E as my my slide and my dodge. And It'd be so much better to use those buttons for something else. (laughs) And I've already kind of got my brain trained to it. So I know it's going to be kind of uh, a a little bit different of a a little bit of a challenge, I guess, to say. Um, And I do have one of my buttons on my mouse. I got one of those 10 button mouses. Uh, One button does you was mappable at the beginning, but that's because I got a macro to number seven on the keyboard. Right. Uh, and that's I got that to like throw my my pal sphere. So it's nice, quick and easy. Throw throw the pal sphere uh, while aiming. You know what I mean? Yep. So aim and throw at the same time. Um, man, yeah, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Absolutely. so much to talk about in this game. Um, anything else you've been doing or um, focused on? Well, uh, just playing a little bit of Destiny. I mean, I got a really nice hand cannon that I was looking forward to. Uh, well, it's a rose drop, and well, I mean, we could talk about that on the the Destiny podcast, but uh, yeah, just been playing a little bit of Destiny, playing Pal World, um, and playing a little bit of the Hogwarts Legacy game. That one's really good too. Uh, aside from that, I've been watching or trying to catch up in the One Piece uh, live action. Been really enjoying uh-huh. that show actually, like quite a bit. I haven't gotten through all of it because I keep falling asleep because I watch it at nighttime when I'm in bed. Um, yeah. But I tell you what, Raider, and it's kind of kind of weird, a little sad, <laughs> actually. I'm going to have the house to myself tomorrow evening. Our little one is going with my mom. Uh, I'm a little bit anxious about it just because, you know, she's my baby. She's five, and she hasn't been over for a sleepover before. And, you know, as much as you would think that, oh, well... You've had a child for the past five years. You should be excited. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm a little anxious, you know, I'm not going to lie. But, uh, you know, I, I'm probably going to play some games, play some Power World, maybe do a little streaming. And when I go to bed, I'm uh, going to pull out some snacks and catch up on some One Piece. That's awesome, man. Sounds like a good day. A good night. I think so. I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Power Pal World. Um, One Piece is an incredible show. I never watched the animated series. I jumped straight to that and I binge watched that through and through. But I, I did want to ask you one more thing here before we jump into the topic. And right. it's kind of almost in relation to you were talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Now, I thought I saw last time you were streaming that you had some kind of interesting hat on on your character in Power World. Is that uh, a schematic that you bought or did you find it or what? Yes. So if you go to the small settlement, um, you walk forward, you know, there's a merchant there with the red jacket inside of a little hut or the house. Uh, if you just walk forward from the spawn point or the fast travel point, um, you can buy schematics from him. And he has a witch hat schematic, which I had to take off and upgrade with my armor. Um, but, you know, in the early moments of the game, it's pretty nice because you can just have a witch's hat. You know, it looks pretty nice. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it. It so fits your vibe. Sweaty spooks, the spooky season, all season, you know, like I loved it. I thought that was really cool. It just it's so you, you know, to have something like that on. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll be lucky enough to get transmog later. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Or kind mm -hmm. of unique building or maybe changing colors, or dyes or something like that. Would be Yeah, awesome. definitely. That would yeah. be dope. Uh, you can catch those vendors, everybody, just so you're tracking out there. So the vendors, you can obviously you can tame humans and stuff like that, but that includes the vendors. And when you tame them, right, quote unquote, they're humans. You're going to tame a human. That's fun. Uh, you can bring them back out at your base and access them as a vendor still so you can buy and sell things. That's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is really cool. And the other one that I, I ended up finding another vendor um, more toward, the, I think it was the north like more on the northwestern side of the map not right. all the way into the, the the cold lands you know where it's freezing up there because i don't have any cold resistance armor <laughs> created yet crafted um but there is the black market guy so i saw the black market yes. guy and he looks like uh it, it's perfect like the, the way they developed him and designed him it's like yeah that dude's shady you know what I mean? like he's definitely got that shady look to him so that black market guy in my wife's world, like, okay, so the black market guy is located near two dungeons and just above there, like if you go a little north of them, there's a nice opening flat piece of land where there's a whole bunch of ore around. And that's where we set up my wife's second base. So that way, you know, we'd have no problem farming for ore, make ingots, because it's, it's kind of really important later on in the game, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah, or form definitely, definitely a need in this game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with the one I got right now. I, I do got to make it uh, a little bit more set up um, and probably upgrade to the fluffy beds because these guys are working their asses off over there. So I want to make sure that they're comfortable when they bed down for night. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's a it's a mandatory thing. But with that being said, how about we jump into the main content of today's podcast? Absolutely. So, uh Strap up, guys, because today Sweaty is going to be leading um, the main topic, that is. Now, of course, first thing I wanted to start it with is, like, who is Pocket Pair? Like, what is this company? I've never heard of them before. Um, so I did a little bit of research because I thought this would be interesting information. So who I, I have something written down here. I'm going to read it verbatim as I have it written. This is my own words based off the research that I had found. So bear with me there, listener. Who is Pocket Pair? Well, Pocket Pair, the creative force behind the popular game Craftopia, is a leading video game development studio known for their idea of blending genres, dating all the way back in 2019 with the release of their first game intended for mobile, Over Dungeon, which blends real-time and turn-based strategies. With the creation of Craftopia, they began blending genres such as survival, adventure, and crafting. And according to their website, Pocket Pair was officially founded in 2015. And I apologize, listener, if I butcher the name of this, but I'm going to try. Located in Shinagua-ku, Tokyo, Japan, by none other than Takuro Mizobi. Some examples of games made by Pocket Pair are as follows. Over Dungeon, August 23rd, 2019. A completely new style, real-time card battle. 
Over Dungeon combines roguelike tower defense and card games. Craftopia, September 4th, 2020. Craftopia is a multiplayer survival action game made in Japan. They have combined many features we find enjoyable, such as hunting, farming, hack and slash, building, and automation to develop this game. AI Art Imposter, November 3rd, 2022. AI Art Imposter is an AI drawing party game for three to eight players. You are a progressive artist who commands AI to generate images, and you don't need aesthetic talent to draw good artwork. It only takes five minutes to play, and multiplayer between Steam, Android, and iOS is supported. And then, finally, our beloved Pal World, January 19th, 2024. Fight, farm, build, and work alongside mysterious creatures called Pals in this completely new multiplayer open-world, survival, and crafting game. Although Power World certainly isn't their first project they've worked on, it would go on to be the most widely successful. But what makes folk, sorry, what most folks don't know is that the released version that we all play and adore today is not the first version of the game as we know it. Um, and then, of course, I have more information to follow. But before we do that, Mr. Raider, what do you think of that so far? I think it's incredibly interesting because you're, you're reading through all these different games that Pocket Pair, who I also had never heard about until Power World came along, um, ha- have created. And just the little write-ups, I kind of want to go maybe check out these games, you know, just to see what they're all about. If they made Power World as good as it is right now, you know, and how, how fun it is. Like, that's, that, that's I think, the key word with this game right. and why it really exploded is because... It is fun. It is hard to find fun in games nowadays because of all the microtransactions and the the balancing of different things. And this is just like I'm having fun gaming again. It doesn't feel like a chore or a task or like I need to get on. I need to do this. I have to complete this objective, this, that and the other, you know, battle passes and all that kind of stuff that, that keeps you having to like come back and like perform a certain action you know in a game in order to be rewarded with having that you know dopamine hit of that that fun part of it but this is just open world kind of figure it out do what you want so with them creating this i really want to check out ai or imposter i want to check that one out i want to play it with the family because that sounds incredibly fun it sounds like a good time for some laughs and everything like that and uh yeah i mean just all these sound kind of cool that it could maybe not be that good, you know, who knows, you know, it, it doesn't have 19 million playing, but yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And I, I love how you really did your research on this and it's really interesting and got to hear some names that are behind this. And I think uh, that doesn't happen too much. And it's it's cool mm-hmm. that at least we can bring that to the to the people out there on this podcast and let them know who's kind of responsible for this wildly successful game. Well, I mean, the starting point of my curiosity, well, let me just start with this. Over the past few years, most of the, quote, popular, end quote, games are of a live service variety. They have battle passes. There's FOMO included because it's a live service game. This kind of breaks that mold. Um, It's there whenever you want it, you know, full stop. So I was like, huh, I'm really curious and I would like to learn a little bit more about their story. And in learning more about the story of Pocket Pair and what led to Pal World, I have to say um, it's not only a very interesting story, but it's also a very admirable, uh, admirable sorry, story. Um, I, Of course, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm super familiar with Japan, uh, Japanese culture. But I would be so uh, inclined to say that, you know, maybe Mizobe kind of did a samurai-like move, if you would ask me. It took bravery, it took guts, and uh, he had no guarantee of a reward at the end of it. Um, so that being said, let's, uh, let's break into our main show topic. How did Power World come to be? Um, now, some of us may remember some trailers uh, from 2021 that, or even a meme that was going around, it looked like Pokemon with guns or there was Ash Ketchum holding a gun and things like this. But it, it, it was sourced from that main reveal trailer. So with its original announcement at Indie World Expo, 
2021 being well received, it did leave even more questions unanswered. Um, taken from an article that articulated an interview from that time, Pocket Pair's original vision is as follows. Imagine Pokemon riffing on Breath of the Wild's aesthetic, but in a multiplayer world with guns, pitch black themes, and a touch of labor exploitation. It's a unique mix, and one that aims to subvert the often whimsical tone of monster collection games. And of course, I have uh, in our show notes the source quoted. Instantly, there was hype about the game following that reveal, although it did leave a hungry crowd thirsting for more unanswered and unfulfilled questions, leaving Mizobe in an awkward position. If anything was certain, however, it was that Ark Survival Evolved absolutely was a direct inspiration for this title. One notable subject in regards to the 2021 announcement trailer that is different from the release that we see today is that at one point in the reveal trailer, you can see a player picking up a pal and quite literally using it as a bullet shield. Uh, furthermore, actually, I don't have it here in the notes, but I'm going to add, there's even a scene where it looks like <clears throat> they're harvesting organs from Grizzbolts. I think that's the name. Gr Grizzled? Grizzbolt? <laughs> mm, Grizzbolt, yeah. Right. Um, which kind of gives it like this dark aesthetic. Um, who knows? Maybe that could be a story and part of a raid in future content. We're not really sure, but that, that was included in the uh, original um, announcement trailer. Pals aren't static, and at numerous points throughout the trailer, you can see them looking quite miserable. Uh, so you would see things like, oh my gosh, um, what's what's the leaf monkey's name again? Tanzi? Yeah, Tanzi. Right. So you can see uh, a few groups of them just kind of like being labored to t manually turn this wheel, and they just don't look happy about it at all. Um, one narrative that hasn't sat well with the company is when it's commonly referred to as Pokemon with guns. Uh, I did take a quote from a separate article, and here's what Mizobe had to say in regards to that gesture. And of course, you know, this is this is using a translator, so some of the context here may be lost, so apologies in advance, listeners. But translation is as goes. To be honest, I didn't know the internet was saying it was Pokemon with guns. Takuro Mizobe, CEO of Pocket Pair, the developer of Power World, tells me through his translator and fellow Pocket Pair dev, Hawkward. This is not a popular meme in Japan. Fortunately, it could be a lucky thing to have the meme as Pokemon with guns, but we totally didn't intend it. Pocket Pair tried to make the game totally different from Pokemon. The concept of the game is not the same thing as Pokemon's. It could be a little bit lucky but we have some complicated feelings at the moment. And then, of course, I provide the source. Now, the concept of the game is not the same thing as Pokemon's. So it could be a little bit lucky. What I'm thinking that means there is, um, you know, maybe loosely quoted, bad publicity is better than no publicity, if you will, mm. kind of draws attention to it. Um, and I, I think it's just, in, in my experience anyways, the idea of Pokemon with guns is like a draw to it. But, you know, it does make a pretty bad Pokemon game. I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it's got no real linear progression. It, there's no story to it or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's... What do you think of all this, Raider, so far? So, I... I That whole Pokemon with guns thing, like, I can't stand that phrasing of the game because it, it sells itself short. Um, but I can understand how people could see that with first glance not playing the game. Um, me personally, I sunk a ton of time and I was actually trying to look up to see exactly how many hours I put into Ark Survival Evolved because I put, oh my God, bro, way too much time <laughs> into that game. And you kind of have to with the mechanics that they have in there. But that is what like really, I could really see as the inspiration as, as you know, the quote you read said, because I mean, I was sitting there and when I first got into Power World, I was like, okay, let me see. Uh, this kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, 
you know, punching trees and stuff like that as as uh, the the community from from arc calls bobs right that's 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 noobs in arc they're, they're called bobs you know on an island <laughs> and so as a brand new bob in arc you're punching trees to to collect wood or thatch you know you're you're picking up stones off the beach you know and then you finally get some tools just like you do there in power world and like the axe it's okay it's obvious an axe is probably for a tree right but I wasn't thinking that and the pick for ore, uh, just like in, in real life. But I was stemming all these things directly from Arc. I was like, man, I knew I was able to do this in Arc. I wonder if it's the same way in this. And I tried. I was like, boom, perfect. Yes. OK, I know this. I know what I'm doing, kind of. So I can see that. I, like I said, I just don't like the whole Pokemon with guns. I think it's lazy. I think it was a good thing because I think that also brought about, six, you know, a lot of success because that that is that title right there pokemon with guns is just huge you know it's right it's just like that is like two things that you would never see together you know and you're like you're combining them now and we get to play something like this so i get like the the like you were saying publicity right the publicity uh of that 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 could definitely hype up a game um however after playing it i just think it's it's a lazy narrative like get into the game check it out and you're gonna be like this is definitely not pokemon with guns now i will say that like okay maybe the animation or the way that like certain of like of the pals look could be kind of related you know but then again you got to think of especially in japan like this art style is probably very common you know I'm sure that there's probably a bunch of games that are made in Japan that we may never see in the U.S. or we just don't know about, you know, but I, I bet you that there's probably plenty more games that, that have that same kind of art style. And it's just a, another monster type game. Right. We call them pals, you know, Monster Hunter calls them monsters. But yeah, that, 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 that's what I think about it. And to add to that, um, I mean, as an analogy, if this is Pokemon with guns, then every pair of denim jeans that ever existed like <laughs> they're all ripping off of each other like <laughs> you know what i mean so i don't know i i it's kind of hard to really yeah it, it's there's so much more to it than just loosely quoted pokemon with guns i think maybe some people came for the pokemon with guns idea but stayed for like the in-depth mechanics the skill tree the crafting and everything that's included that comes with that as well. Yeah, I, I have heard some people say, and I think you even kind of brought it up a little bit. It was uh, talking about how that this is similar to one of the other newer Pokemon games, but it just didn't go very well. It didn't run smoothly like they the Pokemon try to do an open world concept. Is that right? Like art? Ar- yeah, Arceus so or something Le- like Legend of Arceus. Now, don't get me Arceus. wrong. It, it played well, um, but it was just boring. and not fleshed out very well uh in my opinion and don't get me wrong other people out there are probably going to have a different opinion to that and that's okay um yeah i come from uh my favorite pokemon times and games were more of the top down um kind of aspect of it now of course this pal world is not that (laughs) Um, man it's more arc than than pokemon i I will say that 100 percent. and it's not only is it more arc than pokemon but it's also more of its own unique game like i think there's a uniqueness to this that and that's what's bringing about the joy and fun of this game is it's it's blending a bunch of different things together and i love it yeah i absolutely love it well it's interesting you say that because the pal world concept is based on arc survival evolved meets rust uh when it comes to the survival mechanics and to add to that pal world makes it yeah like i said a terrible pokemon game due to its lack of story and progression uh and the pal world model is a lot more open and free for self-discovery versus linear progression yeah but uh but all that aside i do want to bring the discussion back to the engines because there's kind of a, a a crazy story that's behind this pal world game that i feel like not a lot of people know about um so I made a mention earlier that the version of the game that we're playing, as we know, it is not the first version. Uh, believe it or not, it would actually be the third version. Imagine that, Raider. Not once, mm-hmm. not twice, but the third version. Third time's a charm. <laughs> now, I had a little difficulty finding information on their absolute very first version. Um, but 
I know at some point they decided they wanted to start building this in Unity. Now, the reason why they chose a Unity engine is because the um, Craftopia is a game that I actually did hear about and seen the trailer for and found interesting. Uh, was going to try it at one point, but I just kind of forgot about it and moved on. Um, but Craftopia, one of their more successful games prior to Pal World, um, well, they had a bunch of animations, they had a bunch of assets uh, with the Unity engine. So at some point, they went from wherever they started from over to Unity, and this would be the second version that they created. And um, of course, that's where we see the original trailer, the Pal World title, like the spelling of it all looks different. The game looks completely different. Everything is more bright and vibrant. Um, if you look off into the distance in the game currently as we know it, you know, you kind of get a little bit of haze and some clouds in there, and it's kind of like hard to see far away. But in the Unity engine, uh, it was crystal clear. They didn't have anything like that. It was like you could see the mountain clear as day all the way in the other side of the world as if it was in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not that it was a bad thing, but, well, let me just dive into this a little bit further. I'm just going to continue reading some of the notes here. Um, so, at the time, Mizobe had encountered a freelance engineer with over 10 years' experience to offer named Mr. Matsutani, which left Mr. Mizobe to consider three very serious options. Uh, this is, of course, post the announcement trailer that was released in the in, uh, Indie World Expo 2021. Uh now, with this person, he was like a dream come true uh, package of skills that would essentially tie all the loose knots to the unanswered questions that he had received and didn't know how to answer. But the choices that he was faced with, he could just not hire Mr. Matsutani. And why would he do that? Well, Mr. Matsutani only has experience in Unreal Engine 4. He has never touched Unity, doesn't know anything about Unity. Um, meanwhile, Mr. Mizobe himself and his entire team, all they know is unity. None of them mm. know unreal engine four. So he could just not hire Mr. Matsutani or option number two, allow Mr. Matsutani learn the unity engine from scratch. But if he did that, he's not really leveraging Mr. Matsutani's full potential, uh, or option number three bank and put all your eggs into the basket of Mr. Matsutani. Throw away everything that had been created so far and recreate the game from the bottom up in Unreal Engine 4 program. And lean on Mr. Matsutani to not only teach Mr. Mizobe how to use it, but the remaining existing team at that time. Mr. Matsutani is the only person in that company that knew how to use Unreal Engine 4 when they started. And that's a choice exactly that mr Miz um sorry <laughs> mr mizobe had gone with and that's mm. a big risk that's a big gamble imagine spending what so this all was revealed in 2021 they have been working on it since 2019 to give you an idea as to how long that they have been working on pal world and they scratch it not once but came to a decision that i have to scratch everything a second time and then bank everything on this one individual, but they also bring 10 years of experience and uh, answer all the questions with Unreal Engine 4 that I can't do. It's a big gamble. So coming on to the end of development of the game as we know it, the team was stretched quite thin, and Pocket Pair was running out of money to further develop the game, estimating it cost about 7 billion yen, or... 6.7 million USD, uh, which is what ultimately led to its release. Talking about living on a prayer. But that being said, I also think them running out of money, them recreating the game from the ground up three times um, is maybe, in my opinion, a good testament as to why the game was feeling so good as it was released. It's still early access as we speak. and. Yeah, there's still a few glitches here and there. I experienced them myself. Um, certainly, you know, as uh, an example, Phalaris, 
always seems to get stuck in the roof of my my base and just get stuck there. So I have to deposit him <laughs> back in the computer, pull him back out, pick him up, and then throw him back to his task. But, you know, all those small things aside, like those are just small things, minor. Um, even with those existing things, the game is still absolutely well worth it. And for the price point, man, can't go wrong, in my opinion. Uh, and it's yeah. just crazy to think that it's only early access. So, Mr. Raider, I kind of hit you with a lot there just now. Um, what do you think of all this, and what did you have to add? Yeah, first off, uh, y'all want to salute uh, Matsutani and uh, Mizobi for for what they 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 rolled the dice. You know, they rolled the dice on Matsutani, and it paid off for real. Uh, but I do think that it's, it's a uh, unreal engine five, right? That, that this game is, is currently running on. So I'm curious if it was, uh, if they started on four and then switched to five, I'm not sure. Um, mm. but yeah, it's, it's, that's really cool. That's really cool that he just went for it. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's make it happen. I could be mistaken there. That's a possibility to sit there and throw away everything that you've built on one game engine on unity and switch over to unreal like that's that's awesome and you know i was gonna say this too that i noticed this so when i'm playing the game right uh, i i don't have the strongest pc yet I'm, I'm working on uh you know getting that thing uh boosted up a little bit eventually but i uh noticed i have so i have all my stuff on low settings the lowest settings and still the distance that i can see things is pretty impressive mm. like the other games that i have to run low settings on like that it is not nearly, I don't have that distance of seeing like you're talking about, you know, the, the, the mountains, um, you know, on the islands or how far an island is. Like I thought for sure, when I set it to low settings, I'm going to have like a radius of 25 meters and that's all I'm going to see. And I'm going to be surprised because there's going to be some angry memoirs that's just ready to pounce on me. But yeah, I, 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 I do got to say that, uh, it does have that good, like, you know, uh, view that you can see pretty far mm. out uh there is there is one thing and i don't know if you've uh, been there yet but there is an island yeah pretty much the right south? there in the middle of the map yeah like yeah like south middle of the map and i just get lagged out over there like it is crazy and i thought that it was just me and maybe my pc not being able to handle that but apparently that's a thing because Musty was having the same thing. Captain Musty from our Discord was having the same issue there. And, and I was like, okay, cool. It's not just me. I thought, <laughs> my, my hamster will of a PC. Yeah, that's, it's, it's not that. Okay. <laughs> Other people are having issues too. Um, but uh, yeah, have you run into that island? I haven't. <clears throat> excuse me. I haven't even tried going over there yet. No. Mm, it is rough. <laughs> I mean, frame rate is uh, abysmal, bro. Like it's, oh man. Yeah. Well, I get a brand new PC, new monitor. Maybe I'll try it. <laughs> Yeah, I need you to test it out. Yeah, I need you to test it out. But as soon as you you leave that island, it, as soon as you basically hit the water, like beautiful, everything's going good. As soon as you go to that mm. island, so I have barely any time to explore that island. But I want. I'm kind of curious what's causing that lag. Is there something? Is there something awesome in there? You know, that's that's causing all that. Is there? <laughs> I do uh, not know. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to just you know suck it up and and go at the stupid slow frame rate and hope that I hit my shots with a musket <laughs> and see what happens. Love it. All right. Anything in, uh, in closing with this now, actually I will say to the listeners out there, um, some of the exact information that I'm giving here, you know, my dates and blah, blah, blah. I'm just going off of the research that I found. I could be incorrect in some of this information. Um, so if you happen to find the correct information or find something that is to be corrected, don't hurt me too much, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, we gotta we gotta go with what we got, you know, out there. Until we get a developer on, or maybe a community manager named Bucky. If you guys would love to hear him on the show, start tagging him, Pal World Podcast, you know, in in on Twitter. That's where he's pretty active, and maybe we can have him on the show and uh, get it directly from the source, which would be amazing. That would be great. Yeah, but the meat and potatoes of all this, the the, the main story, the main takeaway here. It's just this, the struggles that the company has gone through in order to bring us this game. I mean, let's see. I'll have to find the link for it, but there's kind of a memoir that Mr. Mizobe had written himself three days prior to the launch of the game. And it almost sounds like he's saying goodbye world almost. Like he didn't believe that it was going to be successful. Um, 
And just to look at the amount of success that he's had with it, you know, I just kind of think it's a crazy story that they've sacrificed so much, had to remake the game so many times, and just, you know, the general struggles that they went through in order to bring us this game. I think it's just amazing. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, especially on the lack of resources, being such a small studio, you know, uh, that's it's very admirable. And yeah, the modern tech I, I, samurai. I, there's nothing else I can say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 100%. Hey, there's, a, there's a title of our show, Modern Tech Samurai, Mr. Mizobe. <laughs> yep, I like that. I love that. Perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, sorry, kings, queens, and monarchs in between, just to be super inclusive for everybody. Uh, that concludes the main portion of our show, so we're going to take a short break, and whenever we get back, we'll dive into the news and updates. Uh, we have some questions in our Discord for the show. We have a question for you, the listener. Featured Pal of the Week, and then we'll uh, give our socials, plugs, and where to find us right after this. Right, welcome back, Tamers. Now it's time to get into some news and updates. We had a patch notice that came out, and it was pretty hefty. So this is Steam patch version 0.1.4.1, Xbox patch version 0.1.1.4, just FYI. And uh, we'll, we'll go into the major fixes here. Fixed an issue where the game would always crash and save data would be and saved data would be corrupted when the total number of pals captured by a guild, not just a player, a guild reached approximately 7,000. That goes to show people are out there grinding, right? 7,000 in a guild? Yep, for sure. Wow. Uh, in a previous patch, the save data uh, that had already been in the state for servers and server world data remained in a broken state that made it impossible to load. But after applying this patch, it will be resolved and it will load properly. Mm -hmm. They also fixed an issue where some weapons equipped by other players would disappear when a player used a grenade in multiplayer. I, I haven't got the grenades yet, but I'm excited for those. <laughs> uh, fixed an issue where... Although the display capture probability would would increase when capture power was strengthened with the lift monk effigies, the capture prob probability did not actually increase at all due to an internal processing bug. So that's really nice. I didn't realize it. I didn't know how much you actually got for each time that you you leveled that up with right. your lift monk effigies. So that's fixed. So you should be able to uh, have a little bit more luck in capturing your pals out there. Uh, next up, we got base related fixed an issue where if a pal that was manually assigned to a breeding farm went to sleep, it would not wake up forever. Dead. Poor pal. Poor pal. Poor little pal. Death. <laughs> fixed an issue where. Oh, sorry. I was just going to I was going to make a little Futurama reference, but uh, any Futurama fans out there might know death by snoo snoo. Well, <laughs> mm. snoo snoo, huh? Well, snoo snoo. <laughs> They also fixed an issue where no wood would drop when a pal at a base fell a tree. And then finally, in the other category, implemented countermeasures against some cheats and exploits, which is always welcome to see. Always love to see that, that they're got their security oh, yeah. on. Man, they can, you can <sighs> already set the settings to casual. I don't see any reason to be cheating like at all in any video game. So like, why? Oh, whatever. Hey, you know, people are going to do it. You know, people are going to test limits and exploits and boundaries and cheating. And, you know, it's good that they're really starting to work on this early on because, Definitely. you know, when PvP comes around, PvP comes around, that's when you see a lot more people trying to cheat and exploit systems. Yeah. So. And with that, they end it with we will continue developing uh, development, placing top priority on fixing uh, major problems and issues. Thank you for your continued support of Power World. And then one last little news for you is over in their Discord, in the Pocket Pair Discord, they are having a Discord Valentine art giveaway. How do you enter, you may ask? Well, just go ahead and post your Pal World art in the Valentine's giveaway channel in their Discord. They have, you, you could post illustrations, uh, cooking, crafts, anything is okay, is what they mm -hmm. say. So, yeah, multiple submissions are welcome. 
uh, multiple submissions, however, do not increase your chances of winning and are counted as one. The giveaway is going to be a $100 Steam gift card or equivalent products. And it says that, you know, it'll automatically be converted to your country's currency. There will be two winners. And this ends February 16th at 2 a.m. UTC. You got it. That's pretty awesome that they're already doing that. This early in the game, it's early access and it just the early access just started and they're already doing some cool giveaways. Valentine's Day. And I've looked through some of the pictures. Some are dope. And I'm I sat there and I was looking through. I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to try to enter a picture in here. I got to figure out something. I might get might get kind of creative with it. You know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely. That being said, uh, let's move on to our questions for the show within our discord. Um. <clears throat> to preface, just before we do this, if you happen to have a question for the show, feel free to uh, join our Discord. We'll leave a link in the show notes. It's a never-expiring link, and uh, it's open to anybody. Whether you just want to browse, lurk, have a conversation, uh, get involved with the community, uh, it is a early point in growing this community, uh, but we would love to have you. That being said, question for the show, starting with Captain Musty. At what point, or sorry, what moment did you realize this game was more than a meme and you were in it for the long haul? For me, it was when I built my first base and started progressing through the tech tree that I figured out there was more below the surface than just Pokemon with guns. Ah, there it is. There it is. I knew Cat and Musty had something like that in there. Okay, okay. <laughs> what do you think, Raider? Oh, man. I gotta say, so our first day of jumping on, right? I didn't get anything done because I was like, I want to play with you guys, me, you and Bell, I believe, uh, and Edifier from one of our other uh, Discord yeah. Um, discords. Yeah, we were all trying to get together. So that day one, it did not work. The, the multiplayer did not work, unfortunately. Uh, it worked for them. I was on the Xbox side of thing because I was like, uh, you know, I'll check out this game. I'll see how it is. I will not have to pay for it because, you know, I am. Uh, a game pass ultimate uh, member um so did that and it wasn't working and i was sad <laughs> i was sad yeah. you guys already started building without me and i was just like and i kept like searching and researching like how to how to fix this how to fix that all over reddit trying to figure it out nothing worked and i was just like i heard you guys talking you know because we're all in the discord together uh in, in a voice uh channel and i was like okay they're doing this they're doing that i was like oh my god i'm missing out so much stuff like yeah screw it i'm i'm buying the game on steam right now (laughs) i don't even know if i'm gonna like it this could be a waste of 30 dollars, and i'm glad i did because i loved it and i think it was really toward the end of that night um starting to build a little bit here just the very basics of it and then i was like this is fun i'm gonna give it another day and see if this is gonna be something that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna main as a game yeah and that very next day I hopped on and I played and I started seeing this entire tech tree of different things. And of course, like I told you guys before, I was an arc player and I love a tech tree. I love the progress of unlocking things and testing them out and going to find resources right there. The second day hooked, hooked tech tree, just like how he, he kind of talked about he hit on. Yeah, that's for me. Definitely. That's for me. What about yourself? Couldn't agree more with that. Um, that was definitely one of the hooks, but I think the main hook for me was the adventure slash exploring type aspect to it. I kind of liked that uh, even though you may be under level in a few different areas, you're still welcome to explore there. And who knows, you may even find a couple of uh, pal spheres that maybe are a little bit above what you have right now. And you could save it for later, uh, save it for a pal that you maybe didn't expect to be able to encounter or possibly even catch. Um yeah, you know, I just and not only that, but they do a really good job at for like for me, I'm a good pal tamer. I take care of my pals and I actually really enjoy the connection that I kind of feel with these pals. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. Like you get super excited to catch one that you didn't think you could and you caught one and it becomes like a, a mainstay in your party. Um, you always want to have them out looking at them and interacting with them. Uh, that's pretty cool too and also building uh, the base the base building aspect is really cool i like that a lot one of my favorite thing that i've always liked in other games um i'll go to another game called rune factory uh some folks out there 
I'm not sure if they know Rune Factory. I'm sure there's a couple of people. Certainly if you're like anime type fans, because it's kind of got that anime-esque type uh, aesthetic to it. Um, I can't even think of the name of the game that it's based off of. But yeah, it's got some mining in there, some similar things when it comes to crafting and collecting wood and the certain resources that you need in order to create your weapons. Um, yeah, it definitely scratched a certain itch that I had been missing for a long time. And I mostly got that um, that itch scratched with Rune Factory. So the fact that it has some of those RPG-type elements in this game uh, are certainly up my alley. Tech Tree is a bonus. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, base building. I bet that's Wad's favorite, if I had to guess. <laughs> uh, that was probably what, what, what got him, seeing his base. Uh, thank you, Captain Mussy, for the question. And next up, we got HD Tech. Question for the show. Do you feel like there should be more of an intro to this game? I feel like as a new in, uh, as a newcomer, this game could be very overwhelming to want to play past the first five minutes if you don't if you didn't uh, want to push through it. Right. Um, I'll, I'll start off with this one real quick because I honestly I, I'm going to kind of disagree with you, Tech, because I think uh, if you follow your tutorial up on the top right, it really does give you that established like okay, this is what I need to be doing this is what I need to be focusing on this is what I should be doing first I should be finding what I think one of the first things you got to do is um capture a pal or make your your primitive workbench but like I think it does a good job of leading you through that tutorial initially you know and then once that tutorial is done you're going to have the base basic of base right like you're going to have your basic elements that you need to kind of continue and then it does hold your hand a little bit more leveling up your base. It's saying, go do these two objectives to get your base level to the next level in order for you to, you know, have more pals working at base. Um, so I think it actually does a really good job. I like that it is the way that it's set up and it's not overly like you have to do this before you can do anything else. You can get on there and do whatever the hell you want, you know. But if you actually follow the tutorial and the objectives with upgrading your base, I think it, I think it does it very well. I can appreciate where tech's coming from because I felt the same way in the early uh, first few hours of the game. Um, but of course, I would restart my game all over, start a new server. Um, and I had a lot better of a feel and a grasp for the game and how to progress it. Um, the second time going through it, I was like, okay, so this tutorial is more or less just introducing you to the basic mechanics and kind of leaves it open for self-discovery and exploration. Um, I kind of like that the tutorial wasn't too, too long. Um, you know, I, I can appreciate where tech's coming from with that, but I think I like how it is. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it and, and hearing your response, uh, rereading the text question there, I also, like I said, like it, it is inspired by Ark and I sunk a ton of hours in there. So a lot of these little things I already kind of knew coming from that right. game, you know? So I, I, I was, I, I would say that maybe that also had influence on on my answer on that because a lot of this stuff I just seem to think as common knowledge just because of the experience right. with Ark. So, yeah, good question. Thank you, Tech. All right. Question for the show from Beanie. Oh, 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 did you? Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's okay, Tech. He totally didn't just delete the wrong question, bro. <laughs> He's got it. He's got it. All right. So question from Beanie. Who was your favorite pal or pals? If you had to be a type specialist, what is the one type you would choose and why? Mr. Raider. Mm. Right now, um, I, I haven't used this pal in combat yet. I got an answer right I love, now. I, I love okay. Bushi. Okay, Bushi. Bushi like for, for the visuals, Bushi just looks awesome. And so does the Joram Tide Ignis. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to breed him. That's why it was uh, that's my first crossbreed I've done. Nice. Those two are probably my... Yeah, I, aesthetically, they're my favorite. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, that I've gotten so far, I'm going to say Quivern. Um, so he's kind of like the white, fluffy-looking dragon. Um, his, I guess I'll just read his appearance from the wiki right quick. So Quivern is a big, fluffy, dragon-shaped pal. Uh, they have white fur all over their body. Their wings are angel-like with blue-toned feathers. Uh, they also have two feathers resembling antenna on the tops of their heads. Um, he or she, you know, is the most recent one that I've caught that I've just, I love that guy. Um, it reminds me of some of my roots when it comes to Pokemon. 
And when it comes to my favorite types, I'm going to go back to my roots of Pokemon, where in Pokemon, my favorite type was always the dragon types. Um, they always seem so mm. mystical and powerful. Um, but Quivern is not only mystical and powerful, but cute. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. look so scary. He's like, just wants to be a, a big cuddly bear. Like, we're just going to, you know, just cuddle together and watch some uh, One Piece uh, live action, you know, and just keep it chill. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. One of the ones that I can see becoming my favorite soon. And I just got this one yesterday on stream. And that's a blaze howl knocked. So I got one of these blaze howls finally. And I'm, I just, it was late and I, I, I had to shut off the stream because I had to work. Um, <laughs> but I, I have yet to, to, to check them out or go fight with them. So we'll see more to follow on that. I'll, I'll update you guys on how I like blaze howl. Now, aesthetically, um, the one that really caught my eye that I do not have yet is Astagon. Uh, he's going to be really good for, for mining. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to him. So he's kind of a dark and dragon uh, element pal. Mm -hmm. I'm very much looking forward to him a lot. I can't wait to get him. Yeah, Astagon. Actually, I saw a short today on Astagon. And, or actually, I think I was scrolling through Twitter, possibly. Um, <clears throat> how you can sit there and use that lightning call down uh -huh. on a, a group of ore, and it's destroyed. Boom. All of them. And they say <laughs> to, to combo that with those uh, Wumbo Botons, the ones that I, I was talk to, or telling you guys about earlier uh, that I got from, from crossbreeding Abushi and uh, Joram Ignis, Jormantide Ignis. Um, so I guess that's, that's like the strat right now from what I'm hearing. So we'll see. We'll see. Do you uh, want to take the last question there? Uh, sure. It's for you. <laughs> it is for me. It is for me. <laughs> All right, last question here from HD Tech again. Question for the show. Now, since Native is a master tamer, should we change his name to Native Tamer? And he <laughs> did it with the eights and the threes just to confuse people like I do with my name. Uh, he says, I think we should have an executive vote on this. So, you know, I think for the Pal World uh, Discord, do it up. Now, if you do in the BBL, a uh, certain bell might uh, get a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Bell. <laughs> uh let us know native tamer if you if you guys want that i'd be more than willing to it let us know in the feedback and that's it that's all of our questions from the community at this point in time so again listener if you had a question for the show and you wanted us to read it out loud and answer it on the show uh join our discord and you can leave a, sh a question for the show yeah 100 now we do have a question for you guys we are planning on renting a server a Nitrato server at that. Nitrato is a very good server. I, I did this in Arc. Um, it's it's solid. They they maintain it. It's good. It's going to be live 24-7. It's got good speeds and all that kind of stuff, right? But would you be interested in joining our server? Obviously, you're going to have to start over. But uh, we could all game together in this beautiful power world. Let us know in the feedback channel. Uh, I just want to kind of get to know, you know, how much interest there is out there before we do purchase this server. because. Uh, I can change the amount, you know, it could be maxed to 32. If there's not an interest uh, for that many people, maybe we'll reduce it down. And uh, this could be a thing, you know, this could be a lot of fun. I could see us doing some live events, activities. Once PVP comes around, maybe we do some wars with each other. Or I would love to just build a big old arena to where we can just challenge each other. Yeah. Hey, you, me, let's go meet, meet over here at the center island. Maybe not the center one because it's super laggy, but let us know <laughs> in the feedback channel. <laughs> awesome. Let us know in the show feedback channel in the Discord. All right. And with that, uh, our last show topic, uh, we're going to talk about our featured pal of the week. Uh, so far, we're going to be going linearly until we hear some feedback in the channel. Maybe you want to hear about someone specific. But for the time being, our next one in line is Cativa. So I'm going to go to the wiki here and I'm going to just read off some of the information. So the appearance of Cativa is a pal that resembles a small bipedal pink cat. It has four thick whiskers on its face with two on each side. Cativa's forehead sports an exaggerated tuft of fur. Cativa has a tail that is short and curly in appearance. The ears of Cativa are triangular and inside of its ears are black. Cativa has an underbelly that is cream. Often is seen in a confident expression and has bright blue eyes. When its mouth is open, two fangs can be seen in Cattiva's mouth. Partner skill, 
Cat Helper. While in a team, Cativa helps carry supplies, increasing the player's max carrying capacity. Uh, typically drops red berries if you happen to kill him out in the wild. And for work suitability, he's got a level 1 handiwork, level 1 gathering, level 1 mining, and level 1 transporting. Uh, pal deck entry. At a glance, it appears full of confidence, but it is in fact weak and cowardly. Being toyed with by a Kativa is in many ways the greatest of disgraces. And there you have it. Kativa is actually really awesome. I used, in my party, I put um, four Kativas. And then I had another one, at my, my Nightwing, to, to fly. So I'm going to say this for the lower level uh, uh, people out there. It, these are easy to capture, right? They're great to capture. They're easy. No problems. Use a regular Palosphere for it. Um, but they increase, like you said, your weight by 50. So for your initial base move, like you, you're going to have to move a lot of resources yeah. by hand. So that's what I did. I loaded up four Cativas that gave me plus 200, you know, in weight. Right. At low level, that weight is, you know, moving that, that stone and those ingots or that, that raw ore. It's rough. So that, that, that's a little helpful tip. Uh, use them until you get a better one. Now, for, uh, you know, tra transporting. Now, if you happen to beat the boss, Cativa, you're going to get ancient civilization parts, red berries, precious claw, and ring of resistance. There you go. Kativa, featured pal of the week. Mm -hmm. And again, like somebody said, let us know if you, you want something else. Uh, like he said, we're going through the pal deck from pal number one to two. This is pal two. Next week is three. And we're going to continue going down on the list unless you guys would like something different. Maybe, maybe even vote. What do you want for the pal of the week? You know, that could be something fun in the discord. Let us know in the show feedback. Definitely. So, kings, queens, and monarchs in between, thank you all for tuning in this week for our second episode of Pal World Podcast. We look forward to the next show as we begin to dig deeper into the game mechanics and how the magic of Pal World works. You can join our Discord. We will have an invite link in the show notes. Um, we would say give us a follow on our Twitter slash X at Pal World Podcast, but Twitter doesn't like us and decided that we were to be banned for no reason. So, instead, why don't you follow at sweaty underscore spooks ending with a Z. Uh, you can follow me on my personal Twitter account as well as Raiders, which is Raider. Native Raider. So that's N8IVR8R. You can find me there. Yep. That's right. You can also find me on twitch.tv slash sweaty spooks. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash Native Raider. Same spelling. N8IVR8R. Uh, I've been doing a lot of streaming of Power World, and it's been very enjoyable. And people from our community right here in this Discord uh, have been joining in on the conversation and having a lot of fun. You can also email us, if you so choose so, at palworldcast at gmail.com. And there will be a website coming soon. Just to let you guys know, there's going to be a website coming soon. And I got some I got some ideas for this one. This is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's going to be interactive, a very interactive website. Definitely. And for our closing mantra, keep those pal spheres ready, fill that pal deck, and build your bases, tamers. Throw in spheres and chuck them back a few beers. <laughs> always, always. Let's go. And until next time, laters. Peace. Hell yeah. Bro, it's so easy podcasting with you. I love this. <laughs> like, I really do. And you know like uh, so I, I love our other other show too but this there's i just have this feels so much more i feel more excited <laughs> and like i don't know like even though i don't know a ton about this game yet i feel more confident doing this podcast than bbl bbl i feel like we just get on there and fuck around and it's fun you know <laughs> have some drinks talk some shit so it's kind of cool like we have like uh like two podcasts one that's like really more community focused and having fun and this one really like like doing some like doing your research that you did and like just bringing info to the people i think it's cool that we have those two different types Definitely. you know